You're listening, listening to the Hideout Mixtape. They were too lazy to come to work. I was given mm-hmm. I am not a reader. And in fact, April, if you want to put this in any kind of press releases or anything, El Jefe is not a reader. But I cannot put the book down. I've read the entire book in the last seven hours. I'm with you. I can't put the book down either, but I'm just looking at the back at the half-naked picture of her. Yes, that is true, and that's also fun to look at. But I'm telling you, I I read the whole book. I got the scribblings here of a madman for the questions that I have for April. Is that because you were writing with one hand and uh, doing other stuff with the other one? Okay, you can go for that joke, and sure, it may be true, but I do want to say that... um, I mean, seriously, if I had taken these notes at Texas Tech University, I wouldn't be here stuck with you. Doing but you are. Instead, I'd be a star like April. <laughs> April, you there? You got to stop your coffee. Oh, God. What? <laughs> Somebody's actually, uh, she thinks we're funny. Uh, is it, how do we say it? <laughs> Look out. You're going to break the microphone, Dubs. I'm slapping so many tongues on the mic because we actually got someone in stitches. Is it, uh... You guys are too funny, are we? Really? Wow, look at that. All right, that's key number one according to the book. Nice oversell. I like this. I like it. All right. Kiss her ass a little more. No, wait. Here's the thing. How do you say your last name? Is it Massini? Yeah, Massini, yes. All right, perfect. <laughs> April Massini. Ask, ask April.com and the name What's of the. What's up with this bitch? I don't know. The name of the. They, they cut you off already. What are you doing now? They, they're expecting two hands. You're hiding one. <laughs> God. <laughs> the name of the book is Date Out of Your League. We just cut her after a nice uh, Coke binge. And it's um, it's uh, for men only is the name of the book. And you don't read and you read it. <laughs> No, it's so we're, we're a heavy game already. <laughs> no, it's true though. Seriously, calm down for a second, honey. <laughs> calm down. I'm serious though. I read the book in like the last seven hours, and I'm telling you, you're a genius. You know what? It only took her five oh, minutes to write it. I like him. I'm a genius. <laughs> I'll, now, I'm, well, now I'm wondering if you're uh, credible at all because you can't stop laughing at our dumb no, show. Because I think you're very funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Hey, seriously, like on a serious note, all right? Okay, we'll be serious. Well, we don't have to be too do, much. But do you I, still want to date a hot chick after this? I do, man. I, I think hot chicks are they're, they're the they're the holy grail, if you would. I mean, that's what every dude strives for. And the cool thing about this book is he actually taught us a little something. First and foremost, um, for the average dumpling, for the average dork out there, what's holding him back from dating a chick that's quote unquote out of his league? Himself. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, explain though. Well. It, it, it all, it's all a matter of if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. <laughs> and a lot of what women are attracted to is confidence. And if you walk in like you own the place, mm-hmm. you're going to own the place. And if you walk in slumped over, you know, petrified, you're not going to. You I hear mean, this, Sid? These guys like are circling women right. as if we don't notice them circling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> Maybe we'll even wave. But the truth of the matter is, we see you. Don't do that. Just walk straight up and say, hi, I'm XYZ. I think you're hot. You're STD, what? (laughs) Now, the funny thing about this is you have this thing in here, Dubs. It's so funny. It says, it's this thing about saying hi to every chick you meet. And she literally means say hi to every chick. You know, I really... I don't mean to uh, to stop... You're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to tell you why. 
I'm going to tell you why. Because what happens is you become desensitized to some degree. Right. You really do. And that's the key. You can't get, like, all intimidated when you see, like, this really hot babe that you want. Because it shows. Mm-hmm. And the minute a woman sees that, she knows she's got you. She knows she's got you. So that's the last thing you want. So I, I say to guys, say hi to everyone. To the little old lady, you know, to the fat chick. And I saw your fat chick was, incidentally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah we like fat chicks. What were you say? <laughs> I saw you chingless, too. <laughs> That's great. Um, it's it's April Fun. Massini, AskApril.com. The name of the book is Date Out of Your League. And, um... How do you get how do you get that confidence? Is it by initially the saying hi and sure you're going to get rejected a little bit? Uh, you know, I think it comes over time. You know, a lot of people have this fallacy that you're born with confidence, and the reality is you're not. What happens is you have little successes over a period of time, whether your successes in your business, the successes in sports, the successes with women, whatever they are. As little successes over a period of time build your confidence. Confidence is knowing what to do and when to do it. Now, actually, in reading the book, you said, all right, dating equals sales. Sales it equals a numbers game. Everything is about sales. And so the, fun- Life is sales. the funny thing is that she was talking about, like, a good salesperson only gets, like, 10% of the business Absolutely. they see. So as a dude, you got to be able to understand that if you go up to 10 chicks, you're probably only going to get one of them to talk to you? Well, it, well and at that, if you get one, you're in the top percentile. God damn. I mean, the top paid salesman, and let's face facts. If you look at a business structure, mm-hmm. okay, the highest paid people in your business are your CEOs and presidents, and then your salespeople. And there's a reason. Nothing happens until you make a sale. Sales is very hard. And the top salespeople in this country are at 10%. These are the top. These are the top of the top of the top. If they get 10%, which is 1 out of 10, or 10 out of 100, they are in the top percentile. So, if every chick you walk up to, if one out of ten talks back to you, hey, honey, you're doing really well, really well. And you should appreciate that because it's, it's rare. It's really rare. Now, what about what the... What guys f- don't realize is that the, the, that's not the norm. I mean, when you're... And you're selling yourself. That's the hard part to realize. What about the fear of getting over rejection, though? Is that just having the confidence? Because, look, I'm the kind of guy... Obviously, I'm funny. You'll find me funny. rejection here. Let's look at rejection here. Can you hear me? Now, who is rejecting them? (laughs) This chick that they don't know. Right. That they know nothing about. They know nothing of, of her history. They know nothing about the person she is. They're just strictly looking at what she looks like. And you know what? These days, that could even be deceiving because who knows if she's had, like, a sex change. Oh, yeah, definitely these days. You don't know if it's a guy or a girl or you. This woman. So now you've you've staked your entire, like, being on her rejecting you or accepting you, and you know nothing of her. She could be a prostitute. She could be a transvestite. That is a sure thing. All kinds of things. And you've staked everything of who you are on her accepting you or rejecting you. Why? I don't know. Why do you care? I don't. You know this woman. No, exactly. You don't know her. So what you got to say is, you know what? I think she's hot looking, and i like to get to know her better. I would. And I'm going to give her my best shot. If she'd let me talk. And if she turns me down, the hell with it. The hell with her. Next.
Next! April Massini from AskApril.com wrote the book, Date Out of Your League. I read the whole thing today. Hey, uh, let's take a, uh, a call. Now, mind you, we got a crazy show, so I'm not going to say that they're going to be nice calls. I'll just warn you up front. That's okay. Let's go to Heckler. If they're in... bad boys, I'll spank them. Heckler, you're in the hideout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, what's up with that annoying bitch's laugh? All right, come <laughs> on, man. Be nice. You don't have a real question? That's okay. <laughs> All right, so what, what is up with it, then? Yeah, what? Uh, nothing. I'm just, I'm, I'm annoying. What can I tell you? <laughs> no. I, You're beautiful. Annoying. You're beautiful. But I look I at the nude picture. I, <laughs> I look at the nude picture on the back and I love it. Uh, but I'm annoying. <laughs> God. 866 <laughs> Hey, where's a good place to meet, to meet chicks? Because I've always said, I've been of the mantra, volunteer. You want to surround? Well, volunteering is great. You got more women volunteering, but you know where you know where I tell guys to go? Where? Church. Because I mean, look, guys are guys. Mm-hmm. So and they want to be physical. Yeah. So <laughs> right? So take some dance classes. Really? I mean, there are never guys in dance classes. No. Never. Never. Never ever. Ever ever. Right. Ever, now, ever, ever, ever. It's mandatory you put your hands on her rear end. Oh. You put your hands on her hips. It's mandatory. You can't help it. The instructor is telling and you. And if to a do finger it, slips somewhere, you never know. It's not your yeah, fault. Never, <laughs> never, never. So I would say take dance classes. Uh, classes, classes. <laughs> take some dance classes. Maybe some cooking classes because you're going to find her there too. Yeah. Because uh, uh, well, these are places where guys usually aren't. Does cooking work to pick up chicks? Like if you cook her a meal. Um, I can tell you categorically it does. It's worked on me. Yeah? Yeah. Are you easy? Honey, I'm not telling you on the air. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you laugh. I'll be honest. Why? Because it's annoying you. It's annoying your listeners. <laughs> no, actually. Oh, they're loving it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's giving us confidence. And that's what you said. Be confident. Yeah. In fact, confident call. It's one of those small victories you talked about. It is. Slowly build. Confident call. You're in the hideout. Yeah, one thing I am confident of, she sounds like a hyena when she laughs. All right. Now, what is this? How is this? I was so excited about this. And all of a sudden, all our listeners are just absolute a-holes. You'd think they'd be more interested. I mean, it's not like they're on the date with hot chicks right now, Friday night. Senior Vitus, you're in the hideout. Hey, how you going? I got some problems. Every time I go out on a date, I have a hard time uh, I'm staying awake. I was wondering what kind of medication this crazy woman's on to keep her staying awake. All like right. It's called cocaine. <laughs> yeah. uh, huh? April Massini, AskApril.com. The book is Date uh, Out of Your uh, Out of Your League. All right, here's another one. We'll try real phone calls. Joker, you're in the hideout. Yes, I was wondering, what is the best way to introduce yourself? All right, finally, a legitimate question. What's the best way to introduce yourself to a hot chick, April? Walk up and say, hi, how are you? That simple. It's that simple. Don't, like, do this shark circling because the women see you and they think you're insecure. My big thing is I'll go up to a chick at a supermarket, kind of grab myself and say, you wouldn't like Jiffy and ain't got no nuts, baby. And I'll slap <laughs> oh, him right down. Slap him right down. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> it's worked. He's got a hot chick. Yeah. Don't do that. It, the jiffy oh, line worked on her. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right, Peter Pan. Uh, let's uh, let's try Tracy. You're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, I got a serious statement to make. <laughs> mm-hmm. This 
chick's retarded zebra cackle has turned me homo. All right. Hey, me, you think I like it? And that's easy, though. Well, honestly, I read the book. It's, <laughs> oh you, you find that it's a little bit easier to maybe be mo. Because you don't figure, you, you even have, like, ways to, to decorate your apartment. I mean, you got all that stuff in there. How should you decorate your, your apartment? What's the what's the big thing with that? They talk about <laughs> feng shui and slip covers and having the right kind of sheet. She wants you to actually clean your towels and sheets. Oh. Yeah, I do. Your your sheets? How many times are you supposed to clean those? <laughs> Has he ever? <laughs> I don't think so. I like to use the oh, same towel for no, a month. I don't I, that, that's my. Uh, I don't believe during you. the Orange Bowl every year I do it. Yeah, that one time, <laughs> and I just do it because you know I like to wash over two three hours. Yeah. Let's try another call, April. April uh, Massini, AskApril.com. You're great, honey. I love you. Bill, you're in the hideout. April Massini, Bill Milliken, Baptist P.I. Yeah. Listen, April, I love you. Hypothetically, if we went out on a date, what are my chances of scoring? What is your definition of scoring, honey? Since you can't talk properly. Have you been over anybody? All right. God damn. Don't, does anybody know what the FCC rules are? 866-277-49. April, i got to say, you're probably the best guest we've ever had. Hey, may I ask you a serious question just for a second? Sure. Bateman. Uh, where is Bateman? Hold on. Bateman. Our producer. Bateman's our producer. Bateman. Yes. Now, Bateman, <laughs> you are convinced. I was not. You're putting words in my mouth. Bateman is convinced, April, that... <sighs> That your publicist likes him because she asks him about the weekend and his dog. <laughs> Maybe she does like him. <laughs> Who would clue? Could be a clue. Have you seen me? Please. Yeah, go see the stink pit on RadioHideout. Why bring that up? <laughs> because it's That's there. New. <laughs> we want. I, I, you know, I, I read about the, the the pit sniffing. Is that the same thing? Yes, yeah, that's the same thing. How'd you hear about that? The stink pit. It's all over the place. Yeah. We're talking about it all over the world. Um, let me see. How about fat guy advice? We got a lot of fat dudes listening to this show. What's uh-huh. a, what's a good thing uh, about her? About uh, fat girls or fat guys? Well, which is it? Fat girls or fat guys? Let's go with fat guys first. There's a little bit of a sex change here going on. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> which which are you talking about? Well, fat guys. How fat about advice? Confidence for them. Those dudes. You know what? If a guy can make a girl laugh. He can go a long way. Oh, then we're going a long way with you, Trust. sweetie. No, I'm serious. We're getting I'm really, really serious. We're getting back door with <laughs> no, you, then. Wait, wait, wait. Let's be logical here. People like me dismiss what I'm saying and say, well, all Why would they do that? Wallet. And granted, women are attracted to men with money. I'm not going to tell you they're not. I mean, Bill Gates can get anyone he wants. And he's yeah. the nerdiest looking guy around. You can get me. Mm-hmm. But if you can make a girl laugh, mm-hmm. honestly, do you not feel good when you're laughing? Oh, I feel I mean, great. You? I mean, you must feel everybody? really good. Don't you feel? You must I feel mean, like I'm on cloud nine. For a second. What? When you're laughing, aren't you a happy person? Who doesn't want to be happy? I'm happy. I telling you, no, I can't it. stop smiling. And if guys can make a girl laugh, they can have her. But see, whether, here's the thing. Night or for a lifetime, but here's the thing. For a period of time, they can have her. Uh, is, I think people like to feel good. I think you're coming on to us because we have you. If that's I, the case, honestly, I mean seriously, if you laid it on any thicker to us, I think I, obviously you want us, Matt Albert. You're in the hideout. <laughs> <laughs> what I tell.
tell you, I told you this is going to be the greatest interview ever in the hideout, and it's living up to it. Sid Kata. I want to say making them laugh has never worked for me in the past. <laughs> I, di- I disagree with you. He's a virgin. You can't disagree with him. He's a big, fat, ugly virgin. Let's try another phone call. <laughs> and now he walks out the side down. <laughs> Jack, you're in the hideout. Hey, Happy Dubs. Yo. Hey. I want to ask uh, how to approach a group of girls. Yeah, all right, there we go. Another serious question. Yeah, if if they're traveling in like a pack, they can be somewhat intimidating. Pack of hyenas, let's say. Yeah, they they can be. Hyenas like me? Are you hinting here? No, of course not, baby. Uh, I would just, I mean, look, are you trying to approach all of them or do you like have a select one? Let's say just one. You have one of them, but she's surrounded by a bunch of friends. The key is to walk straight up to her, look her in the eye, and punch her in the nose. your hand and say, you know what? Hi. I'm Dick. <laughs> I'd like to get to know you better. Yeah! Woo! Right. April, you're awesome, baby. Um, I, want, I want to find out a little bit about her, her background. Uh, yeah, go ahead, brother. Your interview. I'm done. I asked all the questions I wanted to. <laughs> now, tell. what are your credentials? What makes you a uh, love expert or an expert on how to pick up a hot chick? Well... Well, Have you looked at my pictures? Yeah, what? but I mean... <laughs> I, I want to quit now, though. I'm done. April, you rock, baby. Split my throat after this. Let's <laughs> go. Give me one of those rubber bands. I'm going to tie it around myself and let them drop. April Massini, askapril.com. <laughs> and date out of your league. I'm going to go outside and burn it with a cigarette after this. <laughs> I got the spike heels on. I'm ready for you. I don't want to use it anymore. It's shriveled up, I'll be honest. I'm like a turtle right now. There's that laugh. Hey, baby, thank you so much for joining us in the hideout. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God, my head hurts. Sure you want to date out of your league now? No, I want Fat, ugly girls for the rest of my life. Fat, ugly girls that just eat. They can't even laugh because they're eating so much. If they don't look like Sid and Matt, I'm not interested. It's the hideout. I wonder if she had someone tickling her the whole time. (laughs) It's the hideout 106.7 WJFK. You're listening to the hideout mixtape. They were too lazy to come to work. All right, guys. Look at this face. Mm-hmm. This is a face you may have never seen again. Yeah. If it weren't for my brilliance last night. Okay. All right, here's what happened. So I'm driving home after the show. First of all, these hours are killing me. I'm not. I'm trying to do my best not to bitch about the hours that I'm working because it's late. A lot of people work long hours, so I'm not going to get into it too much. Other than the fact that last night, driving home on the Beltway was tough. It was really to the point where I was on the verge of falling asleep many, many times. However, I get off the Beltway, I uh, am in Silver Spring, and I pull up to a light, get stuck at a light. You know how you're sitting at the light, and you happen to glance over, and occasionally, like, you know, you just kind of look at the car next to you, see what's going on, and there was a group of guys in the car that all look at me, start looking at each other, and start talking, and, of course, it's one of those things that whenever you look over, you kind of look back real quick because you don't want to make 
eye contact. You don't want to make it look like you're staring at them trying to uh, psych them out or something. Try to give them the wrong impression. Exactly. You kind of make it one of those things where you look over, then you kind of glance away, and you know, yeah. you start fiddling around with the radio. Yeah, that's definitely the first thing you go for is the radio, or you start, if you're me, you start lighting a cigarette. Or you start playing with your phone. And ironically, it's the same thing I do to the panhandlers. There's nothing more. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more awkward than pulling up to that stoplight. And usually, when you're like the first or second car, you're excited about it. But instead, you're the first or second car, and you're standing right there in front of the person holding up that sign. Yeah. That talks about how down on, down on their luck they are. And have you ever gone to the links of rolling up your window? Oh, definitely. Every time. Every time I roll up my window, turn up my radio, and if they start talking, I can't hear you. What? No, I don't have any. Or you turn up the music real loud. Yeah. Sometimes I just even put on my headset to my cell phone to act like uh, like I'm in the middle of a really important conversation. But anyway, so last night, I'm sitting there. I do the quick glance over and uh, look back, think nothing of it. And I'm driving, and it's a, I'm still good maybe two or three miles away from my apartment. Well, I'm driving, and I notice the car... Kind of, it looked like it was going to go one way on the street and then turned to kind of follow me. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Maybe they were lost, you know, yada, yada. I'm going down. Then you know how it is near my apartment complex. You got to make a series of very specific turns. Yeah, especially the way you go. You, there's a, there's a less turn way to get to your place, but the way you go is kind of back and you have to take a series of turns it's quicker, but it's more, but it's curvy. complicated. Yeah, it's more complicated. Definitely. And very few people kind of take that same route, especially when it's 1.30 in the morning. Well, all of a sudden, I pull into my little thing. I'm um, waiting at another stoplight before I'm ready to get to my apartment complex. The car rolls up behind me. In your complex? No, at the light behind. And okay. I'm like, okay, they've been following me for two miles. Maybe no big deal. I've never had this happen before because they followed me all the way from the loop to the, or the beltway all the way to this light, but whatever. So then the light turns green, and I'm driving back into the little back street, and I'm about to roll up on my apartment complex, and it's the same thing. Now they're right behind me, kind of tailing me kind of fast. So now my heart starts beating a little bit. I'm thinking, all right, did I look at these guys wrong? Did they take a look at me? It's 1.30 in the morning. I'm all alone. You know, what's going on? Yeah. But whatever. It's scary. Maybe they're going to keep going past me, although there would be no reason unless they lived in the neighborhood. So instead of turning into my apartment complex specifically yeah. i turned into the one after mine but now here's the thing that i've the thing that i believe saved my life is the fact whenever i'm driving and whenever i'm in any sort of a situation i'm always thinking of an out it doesn't matter if i am at the gym maybe sometimes at the gym i'm thinking wow what if there's a terrorist attack here at the gym how do i get out of this place? yeah because that's a main uh, point of al-qaeda they want to attack your but Jim. But the thing is, is that I'm always thinking of an out strategy in case something bad happens. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. You know what? I mean? You do it whenever you get on an that airplane. Is, it's what schizophrenics do. Possibly. Yeah. So anyway, I turn into this apartment complex, and the car turns in after me. That's frightening. And now I'm thinking, holy Christ. Scary. These guys are after me. Yeah. And so and I'm on the phone with Naturally. Pay- I'm on the phone with Bateman at the time. Now I'm starting to feel like you're patronizing me a little bit. Wait, what do you want me to say? So as soon as I turn into the apartment complex, I speed off. 
As soon as I get over the one, as soon as I get over like the one speed bump that there is, I speed off and I go driving through like the giant parking lot and I'm driving around the block and the whole time I'm on the phone with Bateman, holy Christ, this gang is after me. They're following me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Seriously, I have no idea what's going on. Just, just hang on a second. Keep talking to me. All right. Let me... Okay, keep on going story because I got a few stories to tell you. So anyway, at the end, I finally, finally I'm driving around and I'm like, all right, they're gone. It looks like they're gone. I drove around the complex numerous times to make sure that they were nowhere around, that they hadn't parked somewhere, maybe waiting for me to get out, maybe waiting to beat my ass, take my laptop, steal my car. And after I, after I'd driven around for like 15 minutes... While I was still dead-ass tired, I finally realized it was okay enough for me to stop, park the car, and then run to my apartment complex. So your chubby ass was booking to your apartment complex, fiddling with the key, trying to get it in there, just stumbling. Bateman. Yeah. What was the fear like in my voice last night? You were like all freaked out, and you started kind of freaking me out. I started checking my rearview mirror. Like, and this is the thing. Every, Bateman lives in a world where it's all about him. I'm telling him about people following me, and he's like, oh, my God, I need to check my rearview mirror. I'm like, hold on a second. Focus. It's not happening to you. It's happening to me right now. Put the blame on me. You were the one freaking out. I was just kind of getting freaked out just because you were so freaked out. I was like, well, I wonder if everyone's going to be waiting for me outside my house now. I want to thank you for being a good buddy, though. The best part is, I wish I had this on tape, was when you got out of your car. I, this is all I heard. I heard your alarm go off when you opened the door. Then I heard you shut the door and go, <laughs> run into the door of your apartment. I was scared. <laughs> I was seriously running for my life. The only time that I think I've run faster is whenever there's like this, uh, there's this like, you know, a lightning storm or something, because I'm deathly afraid of lightning as well. And, I, and I never want to be struck by lightning. Are you a dog? And so I was, I was sprinting, sprinting to my apartment complex with my keys in hand, ready to go, because I didn't want to get uh, gang banged. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you for being a friend. All right. I know exactly what happened last night. Because I've done it a million times. Me and our fr- me and my friends would drive around Lansing all the time, find someone alone, follow them, do this all the time, and like they would be driving like through the police parking lot, just going crazy. Just <laughs> and finally we would get them stopped at a stoplight where they couldn't go for a while. We just walk up to their window. You know where Burger King's at? Shut up. <laughs> That is like, they, seriously, are, that is... We the, followed this guy around one time for 45 minutes where he's just going as fast as he can, just trying to get away from us. <laughs> that is like the ultimate prick move. I can't believe you do something like that. It's so funny, though. No, it's not. There's You got one person who's alone. It's the middle of the night, and so you're going to tail them for 45 minutes? Yeah. Probably give them a damn near heart attack. <laughs> And all for all for you to get out. Could you imagine what it's like for them to be sitting there at the oh. at the goddamn stoplight, and then for you to get out and ask where a Burger King is? Especially when it's all four of us opening all four doors, walking out with long trench coats and and glasses on. Hey, do you know where Burger King is? No, I don't. All right, just get back in our car. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine six. And I guarantee what these people saw. Was you look at them, look back, and get all kind of freaked out, and they're like, 
let's screw with this guy. He's just totally freaked out by us even looking at him. Imagine if we follow him for a little bit. Was this an overreaction I, on my part? Definitely. I honestly went to bed thinking, holy Christ, I could have died tonight. That the Last night's show, uh, Bateman tricking dubs into eating a cicada would be the last thing that I would ever be known for. I honestly thought that was it. You know what you do? Instead of, you think you did a awesome move by speeding off. What you should have done was drive very, drive normal speed and, you know, just, you know, let them tail you for a while and let them get bored because they aren't going to, no matter what, they aren't going to pull out a gun and start firing at your moving car. Now, I don't but know. But when you, when you speed off like that, you make them panic too. I honestly don't know about that though. Seriously? I mean, it's DC. You know what I mean? Where I live isn't exactly the greatest of neighborhoods. You hear about stuff going on. And maybe I psyched myself out a little bit last night with all of the gang talk that yeah, we had. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely got that thought already in your head, and that didn't help out at all. But I think you freaked out way too early. And if it was someone that wanted to do something to you, that is panicking is exactly the worst thing you could do. So you just keep on driving at normal speed, get into a very trafficy area, even go back on the beltway. All right, but the thing is, is that I wanted to go home. I wanted to get in bed. It was a, it was the end of a 14-hour day. I didn't want to drive around because some punk-ass kids like you were doing stuff like that. <laughs> I wasn't interested in doing that. And you know what? You know what? You're damn lucky, man. <laughs> You were damn lucky because the next thing I was going to do if they continued to tail me, I was thinking, all right, can I make it over to a cop? Well, the, the, the dry, the, the, there's no nothing really going on in the giant parking lot. I was about to call 911. <laughs> and I would have called 911 and said, hey, I'm being followed right now and given the license plate. And I'll be goddamned I wish it would have happened to you. I mean, seriously, there's probably some cat scarred right now because you and your stupid Fowlerville friends did something like that. And I'm sure that's not even the worst thing you guys have done either. No, probably not. Now, do you think these people were just following you around so they could borrow your shirt again and bring it back without you knowing? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> all right, for those of you that are new to the show and maybe don't know about the show, all right, let me give a little backstory. So, last summer, last summer, I got up in the morning. And I wanted to wear a specific shirt that I have. And it was <laughs> horizontal stripes, which is not anything you should wear anyway. But it's a blue going. it's a blue polo shirt with horizontal stripes. <laughs> it looks good on me, I no, think. Makes you look like a beach ball. Jesus Christ. Can I tell the story? Yeah. Please. So anyway, I'm looking for this thing in the morning and I can't find it. I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, I know I have it. It's gotta be here. I look in my closet. Nowhere to be found in my closet. Nowhere to be found. And what was so ironic was that I knew, I, I absolutely knew that it had to be hanging there. So anyway, I was like, whatever. It's not there. I got to put on another shirt. I'm going to go to work. I come home that night. I'm going to hang up the shirt that I ended up wearing because I wear stuff multiple times before I wash it. That's just something I do. Yeah. That's something I'm sure you do. A lot of people do that. I don't have time to sit there at the laundromat. Mm -hmm. I go to hang up the shirt that I wore that day. What's sitting there staring me in the face? That blue horizontal polo shirt. Right there. Now, at the time, I'm thinking, this is crazy. Because when I got home, when I got home that night, and by the way, mind you, I'm separated. When I got home, the deadbolt was locked. 
And before this incident, I never locked my deadbolt because I never liked to. To me, it was one more step in the getting home process that yeah. I wasn't uh, potentially interested in. So the deadbolt was locked. I'm like, this is crazy. Somebody's been in my apartment. I don't lock my deadbolt. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Then I go inside. The shirt's back. And my apartment complex has a history, a history of, of people breaking into the to places. My next door neighbor, she came home one night in a panic saying, I can't believe this. I, I know that somebody's been in my apartment, but I can't prove it. Things are just not the way that they're supposed to be. And one more thing on this story, Dubs. Okay. One night I woke up in the middle of the night and my deadbolt was hanging by a thread. Hanging by a thread like somebody tried to break in in the middle of the night. Okay, let me... And now, hold... You, you wait, hold on. No, you let me talk now. You've been talking for goddamn five minutes. You go into a, a completely believable story of you getting followed into this crazy story of someone... Stealing your shirt and bringing it back because they wanted to wear your horizontal striped shirt because it was such a such a uh, slimming shirt. I you you talk crazy, which makes no one believe anything that you say ever. You know what's sad? What? All of this is true. <laughs> no, it's not. None of this is radio shtick. This is all true, and this is the difference. Whenever I call Dubs to say somebody may be in my apartment and wearing my shirts and putting them back, you laughed. All you How, what, what else are you supposed to do? You're supposed to say, hey, buddy, that's really crazy. I'm sorry. No, you say, hey, buddy, you're real crazy. Not it. You. That's why you're not a good friend. You and your goddamn crazy shirt that walks away, comes back. Let me tell you this, too. Yesterday, I get home. I purposely leave the air conditioner off in my apartment. Yeah. I don't want it to run up the bill. Yeah. I get home. Air conditioners on. Wow. Wow. Do you think your shirt might have turned it on? How can I even have a civilized conversation with supposed to be my friend? How is this well, supposed you, to Why don't you start a civilized conversation? I'll keep it going. And this is the thing. This is the thing. I honestly hope that I end up dead. And I hope my blood is on your hands. Because then it's going to be J-Dub's Treehouse, it's going to be a hack show, and hack you're going to feel guilty about the fact that your friend tried to warn you. I didn't want to end up that guy who was like, well, you know, he had said something about people breaking into his apartment. I can't believe he's cut up in pieces. I can't believe that happened. They found you, him. In, you honestly believe your shirt can cut you up into pieces? They found him in a suitcase on Virginia Beach with all the other bodies. Fitz, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, brother? Hey, I got a good story for you. Check this out. My grandfather, uh, he came outside on a Wednesday, and uh, he had a piece of crap, 88 Toyota Celica, and he comes out Wednesday morning, and it's gone. And he's wondering, you know, where's my car? So he calls the police, files a report, goes to bed that night, comes out Thursday morning, the car's back in the driveway. And that's the only that's, a, that's a car, not a shirt. And people take cars joyriding all the time and bring them back. I've done it. So what? That couldn't happen for a shirt? No. no. Why would someone come into your apartment just to take a shirt? They can go into a uh, into Abercrombie and Fitch and take a shirt and not have to return it. Maybe they wanted to look good. Maybe they didn't have the money. Yeah, that's what they steal from stores, not your apartment. But maybe they're purposely some sort of a demented psycho that is wanting to mess with me. 
And thank you for proving my point, Fitz, that something like that can happen. Yeah, it's a car, not a shirt. Fairfax, Mike, you're back in the high say, man, I hate to bust on you, but it's not a really good mood. If you think someone to follow you is to go back to, uh, you know, where you sleep at, where you're at your most vulnerable. You might want to go to a well-lit area, maybe the cops or somebody like that. Don't go home, man. Well, that's why I didn't turn into my specific where I would normally park. I pulled into the uh, next apartment. Yeah, complex. but they, they'll drive by sometimes to your car park there. Exactly, man. Don't Don't go home. Dude, would you believe my story, though, Fairfax? About Mike? the shirt? Oh, About- I believe it. I believe your story because I know no one in D.C. has ever seen a Mexican with a fake tan. I know. All right. <laughs> God damn you. I tan today, by the way. Looking lovely. Dubs won't be happy till the devil pats him on the back personally. Yeah. And that's, and that's true. That comes from Joka on the AOL for broadband instant messenger. <laughs> And look at, this, look at this person. I think someone broke into my house because a couple of my socks are missing. <laughs> He's joking. He's not being serious. What? No. Now, damn you, master. I, I love how I'm the bad guy for being the only reasonable one. And, Mike, why aren't you on your way with the food? That's what I'm wondering. Why are you on hold? Now, see, here you are begging for food. Maybe somebody was in your kind of a situation where they really needed... A handsome blue, no one needs polo horizontal striped shirt. They wouldn't be going for your to your place for it. That's all I know. And I was up, and the rest of the night when I woke up and my deadbolt was hanging by a thread, and when somebody had broken into my house and stolen my shirt, I slept back. I slept on the couch with a bat in hand, ready to bust their ass. I'm serious. Hey, can anybody? Is anybody out there? I know we have someone, Stacy, who emailed me, who said she's a private investigator. This is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to set up. Put a tether on his shirt. I want to set up. Will you stop? <laughs> I want to set up a a like a uh, one of those teddy bear cams, the nanny cams. Yeah. I want to set because I got a teddy bear collection. I want to set one of Bo. the. I want to set one of these things up, so that I can catch these people in the act. It's got to be a maintenance person, because I changed the keys and it's still happening. Your shirts come up missing again. People coming into my apartment. Here's the... All right, one other thing. One other thing. Okay. I am so anal about the Dallas Mavericks and having the NBA League pass that every day before I go to work, I come... I I absolutely sat and double and triple check to make sure it's on the correct channel Mm -hmm. to record the Mavs game that night with the NBA League pass on my Comcast cable. So anyway... I'm getting a plug in because I hope to get it free next year. So anyway... And I'm the beggar. I go home. I, I after a long day at work, I'm ready to go home watch a Maverick game. I go home. I turn on. I turn on the tape. It's on CNN. It's not on the NBA League Pass. It's on CNN, and the other channel that somebody had been watching was Fox News, okay. which I never watch because I hit the last channel thing. <laughs> thinking maybe I accidentally, accidentally put it on CNN before I left, but there was no way. That I put it on Fox News. Somebody came into my apartment. Hold on a second. Somebody came into my apartment, changed the channel to watch Fox News and CNN, and screw up me watching the Maverick game. It's all about you, isn't it? It's all about you. It happened. Dude, I've given you all right, one instance, maybe. I've given you seven goddamn instances, man, and you I still know. refuse to believe me. <laughs> Why would someone come into your house just to watch the O'Reilly Factor? I don't know. 
I do, that's what's so creepy. Somebody's coming into my house, wearing my clothes, watching my TV. Move. Probably, you, you've, uh, you've signed a new lease since then. I'm, I'm getting out in October. And I go to the apartment complex with these stories, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, I, I wonder why. I call the cops to come over. They look at me like I'm crazy. And I wonder why. Rob, you're in the hideout. How you doing, Hefe and Dubs? Obviously, up, I'm a little frazzled. Thank you for uh, listening. Go ahead. Uh, no problem. It's just I had a break-in of my own actually happened this past summer. Mm-hmm. I had come home from class from uh, Nova Community College, and for some reason I noticed that my PS2 is gone, but the GameCube, the Xbox, the DVD player, and the TVs were still there. And somehow they broke in the back door, which the key was never in, and the key was in the back door, and to top it all off, they used my damn toilet. Exactly. And I'm telling but you... At least, they, at least they, they took something and didn't bring it back. That just sounds crazy when you say that they brought it back. I'm telling you, it happened. People talked about it happening with cars, and I've given you a story of where it happened with a shirt. Yeah, but the thing is, with mine, it's like, there was so much more stuff they could have taken, but a PS2 that was like two years old, what would be the point when there was a brand new Xbox and GameCube there to steal it? And well? you know what, Rob? That's the thing that's the scariest about this, is that... In some weird way, they're trying to live out your life and be who you are no, be, oh. and not steal stuff, but just try to, you know, just try to do your thing. You know what You're I mean? Nuts. Like living yeah, in your life. And somehow the construction crew at the house next to mine didn't even see or hear anything happen. I wonder how that happened. Thank you, Rob. Thank <laughs> you for making me feel like I'm okay. I am surrounded with a bunch of nut bars. Now, this comes from Midnight. Midnight Life. Yo, Hefe, you and Fez just need to get together in a little cave with all your med- medications for paranoia. Yeah, you do need to get some kind of medication in you. I'm fine. No, you aren't. Come on. Scott, you're in the hideout. Two more calls on this. We got, we're got. we up on a break. Go ahead, Scott. I'm off with you, El Hefe. I live in an apartment in Sterling. These, they come in. They said they exterminated. I was here all damn day. I was sleeping off a buzz. They, nobody entered the apartment. I get a note saying they were here. When I'm not here, they don't let me know that they were here. I come in, I smell this weird odor, call up the office. No, nobody's been in your apartment. It, you're absolutely right. I guarantee you. It's supers. It's the, okay. the maintenance. Okay, what's your name? Scott. Scott, have they ever taken anything? No, well, they don't take anything. And, and, and they b- mess with you. They mess with you. come in and you're like, something's different. And you know Something what? ain't right. And you know why I know this is true? Because, Dubs, if you were a super, if you were a maintenance person, you'd be doing this to somebody. Okay, you're right. It has happened to you. But you're liberty. letting them get, they you're letting really them get to you. Thank you, Scott. You're, they're letting them get to you, though. Pat, you're the final call on this subject in the hideout on JFK. Uh, when you had your locks changed, did you give a key to your um, landlord? They automatically have a key. They had a master, yeah. You know, the only other thing I thought, if you didn't give a key to them, it would be the uh, locksmith made a copy, and uh, he might be doing it. Yeah, and he saw him wearing that shirt that day, so he figured, hey, that would look very good on me, only for one night, here's and what, I'll bring it back here's the next what, night. Here's what we're going to do. Why would he just ask you to borrow it? We're going to take a picture of that shirt and put it on RadioHideout.com so people can see how nice that shirt I want, is. I want with you in it. Can you give me another couple weeks? No. <laughs> All right. Pat. I've given you one year. It's Thank been a summer since you wore that thing, and you weren't as slim as you are now. All right. What have we learned from this? You're crazy. You're a horrible friend. And you're nuts. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More coming up in the hideout. <sighs> Just be happy that I'm here with you. I could be dead. It's 106.7 WJFK.
You're listening to the Hideout Mixtape. They were too lazy to come to work. I got to talk about my event tonight, Dubs. I went out to J.J. Muldoon's in Gaithersburg, Maryland for the second of the qualifications for the karaoke night. You know what I mean? All right. I'm sure it was a good time and you had a lot of fun, but there is something bigger and better waiting for us. What's that? On line three, we have Joe Davis of the Joe Davis Band waiting to talk to us. Get out of here. Are you serious? I'm a little... Joe, the Joe Davis. The Joe Davis. Joe Davis? Yeah, man, what's up? Hey, uh-huh. man, what's going on, bro? Welcome into the hideout. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. We're just uh, down here chilling in Kannapolis, North Carolina, man. This is beautiful. Now, for those of you that do not know, this is the guy. This is the guy who has put together the song that is the song in the hideout, the song that we that we remember him by, the song that occasionally we'll get groups together to sing, the Joe. You gotta be kidding! I'm no. not even. I'm not playing at all, dude. <laughs> this is for real. The Joe Davis Band. In fact, you will find a link to your website from our website, RadioHideout.com. Actually, uh, what we got right now is just a link for the song. Okay. Uh, when I when I went, we for, have a brand new website up where people can actually go and get it. Very good. What is that? Let's give that one out now. Our our people got to go to that. It's uh, www.thejoedavisband.com. All right, com. Let's play a little bit of this song so that people know what we're talking about. Yes. Here we go. He's already one lap ahead. You don't mind if I sing? Then go for it. Part of me is gone. And now I feel so alone. I know you feel the same way as I. I can't believe Dale's gone. I can't believe those voices I hear. I can only look back and remember. Sound of the crowd as they stood and cheered. In my heart, you live forever. Everybody, come on! I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. He was the only true hero. From the sound. Oh my God, we got Joe Davis on the hideout. This is amazing. <laughs> This is, man, I'm glad you're even talking to me, man. No, this is great. So here's the thing. First of all, I, we've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Obviously, the inspiration was the tragedy that happened. Yeah. You're a musician. What kind of music do you do, first of all? What What do you specialize? What is the well, Joe I Davis band? In is, um, it's, southern, it's southern heavy metal. It's a cross between Ozzy Osbourne and Government Mule. Oh, okay. right on. Nice. And, Maybe uh, a little uh, Molly Hatchet type thing. So uh, um, it's a lot of guitar rock stuff, man. And uh, we just—I'm from Kannapolis. We grew up with Dale Earnhardt. I mean, he was our guy. I wrote the song, I mean, was a real song. It wasn't wrote for money. It was—it was, it was, it was uh, America's guy. Seriously. Now, what was? Did you? Now, obviously, you can hear the emotion in the song. What was it like for you when he died? Uh, the honest truth is, I didn't get off the floor for two weeks. I didn't even move. Meaning you just were paralyzed from it? Just couldn't do anything. Um, I just, to me, it was somebody that was close to the people that we know here, and uh, all my neighbors worked for him, and uh, 
it was kind of like, you know, just like part of somebody we'd spent every Sunday with for years. Now, was he from the area? From the area. Yeah, from your area. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm in Canapolis. Dale was from Canapolis. That's right. That's right. I forgot about and, it. And, uh, I mean, we were just surrounded by it. I mean, you know, the whole, our whole family and everybody. I mean, we were all around it. I mean... I mean, how, how did still, the whole, my neighbors still work for Dale Earnhardt Jr. So I mean, how was, how did like the whole uh, community take it? Do I know? Your uh, the whole community you live in. How did they take it? Well, put it this way: it was real quiet around here for a long time. I imagine. When did people finally get over it, or have they? I don't think I don't think everybody has. Have you? No. No. I don't. I never will. This is amazing. The Joe Davis I mean, I'm, fan. <laughs> I'm still pulling for him. The Joe Davis band in the hideout on 106.7. Yeah, man, this is cool. <laughs> WJFK. I'm serious, bro. I, I swear to you, whenever we get a big group of listeners in here, this is a lot of the times the way we like to go out. We like to, right. we like to play the song. We like to do, you know, and have, and remember. So now, right. you literally, so for two weeks, I mean, what was it like? Did you not eat? Did you not sleep? Yeah, I know you said you couldn't get off the floor. Like, man, it was like losing somebody that you just spent every Sunday with for every day of your life that you can remember. I mean, you know, it was like um, my dad was a farmer, and we used to be working and stuff. And, you know, and the only time he'd ever slow down to take a break is when, you know, Dale was, like, in leading the last lap of a race. And that's the only time he would stop and grin, you know. And you growed up watching your dad grin about anything. You're like, man, you know, and you just growed up with it. I mean, you're surrounded by it. I mean, I'm from Kannapolis. I'm in Kannapolis now. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, every car in Canapolis has got a number three on it. Do they really? Do you? Uh, do you have a? You have the old number three on yours? What are you driving? A truck? A Chevy? What? Yeah, Chevy. But it's, it's got a, everything's got a number three on it, man. Yeah. And uh, all the Mar- our, even I'm our hearts, all the Marshall cabinets I'm bringing to blow DC away with have number threes on them too. That's just beautiful. This is the thing we want to talk about. We want the Joe Davis Band to perform for the Hideout. This is going to be the first big Hideout show in which we want you to headline the show. In fact, I'll tell you this now, Dubs. I was talking to Dave Joy, the sales guy. He as is getting something going on with one of our big sponsors to get us a venue so that we can have... And now, here's the thing, too. Uh, we obviously want you, Joe, to play your... We want we want to hear your real rock and roll, too. Because, I mean, if you're cre- be able to create stuff like this for the Dale Earnhardt, I want to hear what else is going on. Yeah. So we want to hear that... And then we also got a buddy of ours out of Detroit who is about to have his CD drop. And what he's he he's Shafee. He's the one who we have online with the uh, with the poll. If you go to RadioHideout.com, are you interested in a show featuring Shafee and the Joe Davis Band? Go there, vote. Either way, it's gonna happen. I just want to see where the listeners are right now. Do you think you have this kind of a performance in you? And can you perform this this song? The, the the tribute song on the air live. Oh yeah, that's no absolutely no problem. Now I I haven't really been able to uh, hear the rest of your CD yet. Is there any more Dale references throughout your CD? Um, no, not really. No? Uh, not at this point. Um, not right now. <laughs> hey, is, are you able to support yourself on your musical career, or do you um you got another job too? I'm a full time musician. Good there for you, go. man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I've got a really great drummer man that I worked with that used to play with Tommy Bowling Band back in the seventies. Oh wow! He worked with. Uh, he's also a drummer for Janis Joplin and a uh, few other interesting people. Uh, he's on the website. You can check him out. He's had an incredible music career, career himself, and he's helping me uh, dial in mine. That's uh, thejoedavisband.com. dot com. And we got to uh, update our links on RadioHideout.com as well.
Well, Joe Davis, I'm not. I'm not kidding. This is a pleasure. It's an honor. Uh, is this do do people? Hey, man, I'm flattered all to death. All right, I'm flattered to death. Uh, do people request this song? Is this the showstopper, or do you open with it, or do uh, you even play it live? I'm gonna tell you something very special about the song. I've never played the song live. Oh wow! But you'll do it for the hideout. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, you'll be the first. Oh, hold on. Uh, Let's. First time we'll do this thing like this. See what. See how it goes. You know. This is great. Joe Davis, and if it, if it'll make you like uh, feel more comfortable or something, I'll do a duet. Yeah, you know what? In fact, this is what I want. I seriously, I want the community because I know we've already had people ask when we first threw out the idea of this going on. We wanted our listeners, and our listeners have asked to come up here and to sing like the chorus with you. Is that okay if we do yeah. something like that? We can even throw that on the website. <laughs> That'd be great, man. I'll be all about it. All right, bro. Hey, we will be in touch with you. Dubs uh, has all your info. I know you guys yep. are talking a lot, so we appreciate you calling in, and we're going to make this uh, make this thing happen for the Joe Davis Band. Dude, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, once again, I'm real flattered that you like the song, and and I want it known that we didn't write the song. Well, I say we. I didn't write the song for money. Uh, we wrote it out of love. And it's a real uh, song, wrote by real people. And my band represents the small people, the little man. That's great. That's what that's what my band's about. It always will be. That's, that's what the hideout beautiful. is. Well articulated. The, har- like the hideout is for is for everybody. The small people. This is where we get to gather to be ourselves. The, the Joe cool. Davis is it JoeDavisBand.com? The, the Joe Davis, Davis Band. The Joe Davis Band.com. Hey, seriously, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, bro. Hey man, you guys are great. Man. We'll holla at you. See you. Thanks, man. I didn't hang up, and you started laughing. I think I heard him hang up, so. Oh, my God. All right, that was, seriously? Douche chill. Douche chill. All right, we got to play it again. We can't go through with this. Why not? Because this song means a lot to this guy. I mean, we like uh, the song, too. But Jesus Christ. All right, all of our fans, the joke will all be in our heads. When he comes here, just go with the bet. No, now I feel bad, bro. <laughs> feel so you bad. have no conscience. <laughs> I know you feel the same but you know what's you know the thing is that we really do like the song. Yeah. <laughs> but why do we I like, like it? it to laugh? Believe those voices I hear. I can only look back and remember. This is horrible. Not the song, us, as human beings. My heart, you live forever. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. He was the only true hero from the south. The only true hero. From the sun. I'm I'm excited. Oh my god. Of course you're excited. I guarantee we'll never hear from him again. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. I quit the show. Why? I can't go on doing this. Messing with people's emotions. That's just not in me. You Howard, that's why I like you. That's why I like you, because you're the one with no conscience. You're the one you can do this and you, you can know giggle what? all day. You know what? He is going to sell a lot of CDs from this. I agree. Jesus Christ. It's the hideout. 106.7.
WJFK. To the hideout mixtape. Mixtape. They were too lazy to come to work. After the the hell that I caught from you and Shafee about horrible and disgusting uh, El Jefe's personal hideout is, uh, the apartment in Silver Spring, I cleaned the bathrooms, and it was pretty disgusting. It took me a while. I cleaned the kitchen. I vacuumed. I did the whole thing so you and Mrs. Dubs could come over to my place. Now, you were talking about... Just to, I'm the only family, and you're the only family now, thanks to the divorce that we have in this city. And I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving, so I wanted to spend it with the Dubses. I invite them over to my place. And we didn't want it to be too Thanksgiving-y because we'd get all depressed. So we decided we're going to go the hot dog and hamburger route. Now, you said there was a problem. There is a problem, and you know there there can't be that many problems when the Lions pull off a victory like that, boys, huh? Huh? All right. So I'm going to assume the problem <laughs> is the fact that your chick's a vegetarian, and we had, like, hamburgers and things like that. Was no, that- no, that wasn't a problem at all. You uh, you bought some veggie burgers for her. I mean, we all had a lot of good food to eat, and that was fine. Speaking of the vegetarian thing, I, I saw this, and I don't know if you've seen this sideshow or anybody else out there. The only reason I really took notice of the story, which was on the AOL for broadband, was because it quoted a Michigan DJ, a Lansing, Michigan DJ. Who? I, I, Mary Turner. She worked at VIC, one of the sister stations. While we were there? No, she was already. She's She's been in since they fired us long ago. Uh, we got to remember we were fired more than a year ago now. Yeah. But, the uh, turnover rate over there is great. Would, you, would your chick drink the turkey and gravy soda? Does it actually contain any turkey? Um, from what? Probably, probably does have some kind of turkey flavoring brought from turkey, so probably not. They say it's got a murky brown color. Um, it's got a, like a sweet caramel and lard taste, and then it's kind of all downhill from there. Turkey and gravy sodas available like in Seattle, and I guess you can find them on eBay too. Yeah, you can probably buy them online too. That's got to be disgusting, man. Um, a soda with, but it's not technically. I don't think. I don't think it actually has the turkey and gravy in it. See, uh, if it, she'd have to look at the ingredients first, and if it had any turkey at all, she wouldn't drink it. But I'm sure she'd try it if it. I hate vegetarians. I know. Uh, I know. I hate it for a little. I did it for a little while. Oh, Sideshow's a vegetarian. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Would you try this if it had no turkey in it? I don't think so. No turkey at all in it. Would you try it? I don't think I would. Even just take a sip, just out of curiosity. Maybe for a 24-pack. <laughs> they have everything. By the way, I've got your beer. I've got your beer for the pizza roll roulette that we did last week. So, okay, cool. It wasn't the vegetarian thing that she had a problem with. No, no. What was the problem? The problem was, and I'm not bitching at you because I respect you and I respect your place, and I've wanted to get into this for a while, but we've never had a avenue to get at it. I couldn't smoke in your apartment. Of course and- you couldn't. And I can't, I, I, in, in Montgomery County, I can't smoke anywhere anyway. Well, because smokers are selfish. And the last uh, thing that I'm going to allow you to do, as much as I love you and your chick, is have you come over to my place and stink up my apartment with no, your I, goddamn cigarette smoke. I have total respect for you, but I, I just wish you would come over to our place. And then we, we'd we smoke all we can. You know? Why? Why smoke them if we got them? Going to your place. I got a bunch of them, too. We'll be smoking all day long, baby. Going to your place is like going to a goddamn bar. I leave. I smell like you smoke. I have a tough time smoking. In fact, let me do this. I applaud Montgomery County for I got, a couple months ago, I suppose, enacting this smoking ban. Because now it's- I can go to an establishment without having my hair smell, without having my clothes smell, without getting cancer. Let me applaud Montgomery County for trampling on the Americans' rights.
<laughs> what are you talking about? Trampling on them because I can't go into a place because I I act a certain way. I do a certain thing that doesn't hurt anybody else. Uh, how selfish are you? All right, let me attack you on two fronts. First of all, you are hurting other how? people. How? Your cigarette smoke, your secondhand cigarette smoke oh. causes cancer. No, it doesn't. Never has caused cancer. Secondhand smoke has never caused cancer. I want to see one study. One study saying that it caused cancer. I want to see a name and a date why of a have, person. Why, why would you have to have a name and a date of because a person? Because there's all these websites. There's all these websites to talk about people getting second, uh, cancer from secondhand smoke, but there's never been one isolated case of someone getting cancer from secondhand smoke that has never touched a cigarette. Well, it, it could still make you sick. Let's not let's not act like it doesn't make, make you, you sick. sick. If you're not a smoker and you walk into a small closed room where you walk in and you're inhaling all of this smoke, it's like sitting in a garage with a car open. I have no problem. I have no problem having a smoking area for smokers where they can go away from the, the non-smokers and smoke their cigarette, have it well ventilated so it doesn't get to your uh, precious little non-smoking shirts. It's stupid because I tell you, it's the exact same thing as if we were all going to the swimming pool and we're going to have this one little section where everybody can go number one in the pool. Eventually, the number one is going to get all over the pool and affect everybody else. Because there's no way for the number one to escape in the pool. That's why. But if there's ventilation systems for the smoke to escape, it's not hurting anybody. And there's no reason for me to go outside. Look, dude, it, 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 it breaks down to this specific thing. Smokers are some of the most selfish, annoying people on the planet. You feel... You feel like you can sit there and inhale and kill yourself the seven minutes or whatever that each cigarette takes off of your life and that you can blow out that smoke, which magically, I guess, doesn't affect anybody else. It doesn't. How, has it ever killed anybody? No. Never. Look, some love lie. I'm going to go on Google. Let me see if I can... Uh, go Google it up. Google it up. Google on the AOL for broadband. Have fun. See if I can knock yourself out. You're going to find anything. Secondhand smoke, and you're going to find a bunch of uh, a bunch of hypochondriacs like yourself saying it does kill people, but it, they, they won't add. A, they won't tag a name onto that. Look at this. Second, look. It took me two seconds googling with the AOL for broadband to find some another hypochondriac like yourself. Okay. Why should you worry about secondhand smoke? Secondhand smoke causes three thousand deaths each year from lung cancer and I, people who don't smoke. It's Where's right there in front of you. Where is a name? Smokehelp.org. Where is a name? What is secondhand smoke? Where is a name? Secondhand smoke is smoke breathed out by smokers and the smoke from the burning into the cigarette or cigar pipe. I haven't seen a name yet. Why do you have to have a specific name? Because I what? need to see a case. I need to see. Give me a tribute site of someone dying from secondhand smoke. Give me someone who's, uh, who mom, whose mom put it up because her kid died of secondhand smoke. Let's get Dr. Ron back on this. Could you at least agree that smokers are selfish? No. You, you're selfish. You want a whole establishment to yourself to have your queer little games in. <laughs> queer little games? What queer little games are you talking about? The queer little games you non-smokers play. Like what? Give me an example of a queer little game that we play. Chinese checkers. You're <laughs> <laughs> smokers. We don't play that. I'm sure we you don't do. play that. No, because you're outside killing yourselves. Or you're in another room killing yourselves. We're away from you. Why do you care? Because when I go to a bar, I hate going to bars now. Why? I hate going to bars because every time I go to a bar, I leave stinking and my throat hurts. And on top of that, it, I have a tough time breathing. So you're saying like the, some, you're saying someone with really bad body odor shouldn't be able to go to a bar around you because you might catch on to their body odor and get a little uh, 
a little stinky on you. Well, if their body odor causes cancer, like apparently secondhand smoke does, yeah. But body odor doesn't cause cancer. Secondhand smoke does. Why don't Why don't they allow babies into 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 bars? Because it, people are drinking and being obnoxious. They don't, no, no, it's not because of smoking. All right, if it's, you had a baby, if you had a baby, would you take it to a bar, a smoke filled bar? Not because of the smoke. That's not the reason I wouldn't take what, her. It's the goddamn question. No, I wouldn't take her to a bar. Period. A smoke filled bar. Are you a non smoke filled bar? No, either. When you have your when you have your when you have your kid. When you, when you, when Mrs. W gets knocked up, be it by you or someone else. <laughs> now you gotta just go evil on me. Now you gotta just get mean. Are you gonna allow her to smoke? I'm gonna allow her to smoke. You know what? It's her own choice. She can smoke all she likes. <laughs> what? I'll give her a pipe. Are you kidding? Now you're kidding. I'm just joking. But yeah, that, you and that, that little retard when, dubs. When there is retard a baby, baby inside, dubs. I'm not saying smoking doesn't cause, can, cause cancer. I'm saying secondhand smoke doesn't cause cancer. But when the baby's inside someone, that's just like the baby smoking. So that's a different thing. But Charlie, welcome into the hideout. Hey, I can give him a name, dude. Give it. This is my neighbor. He died at age 45. He was a football coach in a college, and they would always have meetings in smoke-filled rooms, and he never smoked in his life, and he ended up dying of and lung you, cancer. And you know he never smoked in his life. Of I know what? he never smoked in his life. And you know he what? He followed him around? You should go <laughs> Listen to Dobbs. It's like the stewardesses, because they're no longer allowed to smoke on planes because the stewardesses were getting sick and getting a, a high rate of cancer. It's like the waitresses. Do you want a name to Google on uh, the Internet? No, I don't even want the name. I, I tell you what. Uh, give it. To, I'm going to put you back on hold. Give it to our producer. Our producer. Because right. I don't want to give the name out, all right? That's fine. Hold on, buddy. There it is. It's one. It's one. It's not, you wanted I, one. Concede. Concede. Say whatever they want. I want to see it. I want to see the set. Will you concede? What? Will you concede? Concede? The, the 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 little debate that we're having here. Will you give? Will you give in? No. Like, like I, are you going to be like Iraq and be stubborn when no. you know you've lost, but you're going to no. keep grasping on for nothing? They haven't lost yet. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. Just talking out of your ass. What are you doing? defending Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, welcome into the hideout. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to weigh in on the smoking thing here. Okay. Um, and I'm going to kind of split the issue. Uh, first of all, I'm a smoker, so i got to qualify that. Um, I do think that, first of all, I think it's kind of ridiculous to say that secondhand smoke is, and at the very least, really annoying to non-smokers. Thank yes. you. And it, I agree. I will agree with that, and, and, and probably harmful to the people uh-huh. now. Here's the issue that I think if you're going to talk about the rights of people, here's the rights that I think are being trampled on by the Montgomery County ban. And it's the rights of business owners to operate an establishment that caters to smokers. They don't have that right anymore. In other words, they can't even have a, a restaurant. Defend that, Hefe. You know what? I can't defend that. And you know what, uh, Matt? That's a very valid point. That's a great point, bro. Because you, And when it comes down to it, I believe the business owners on some level should have the right to say we're going to have smokers. I'm going to agree with that. But my whole point is the fat Matt. Matt, Matt, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're on my side. I'm glad to have uh, when the when the gauntlet gets dropped. 
You're on my side. I'm I glad like to it. know you didn't even know who his name is. Matt, I also want I'm to say... I'm glad to know you have it right in front of you. You wouldn't know it either. Matt, I also, <laughs> want, I also want to say, too, that you know that it's annoying, this, this cigarette smoke. I never said it wasn't annoying, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to go away from you, you non-smokers and smoke my cigarette, but now I can't even do that without going outside. Dude, don't you, Matt, don't you think this is selfish, though? Don't you know, as a cigarette smoker, you're a selfish guy? To me? Yeah, you. No, I don't. I don't think that I am. Simply because I don't smoke around non-smokers. Well, now you're one of the few good ones. I don't smoke around you either. Whatever. I you're a liar. I don't even want to. I don't want to talk to you. Joe, Joe, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how you doing? What up, brother? Definitely want to say Matt's 100% right, but I have a couple more points to add into it. Um, you guys say that say that you can't get into a bar that's that that doesn't have. Uh, Smoking. I mean, only 30% of the restaurants in Montgomery County had smoking at the time they enacted the ban on uh, smoking in Montgomery County. And a year before that, or two years before that, they had all these restaurants build separate sections of their restaurant, pay tens of tens of thousands of dollars putting in these smoke filters to get the smoke out of the restaurants. And it wasn't working. Later, it wasn't working. I'm sure that's the reason why they took it to the next level. No, no, they didn't give it a chance. They, they just yeah, uh, they, now there's more non-smokers getting on the board and more happy contracts, just like yourself, getting on the board saying, "Uh-oh, these uh, waitresses, they don't want to make any money because now they have half the people coming in." What? Not making any money. I got friends all over the county who aren't making any money right now and and can't afford Christmas presents for their family because they don't have exactly. Spending money. Oh, come on. You can't take this to the well, Christmas I want, level. I want you to go to more bars now and tip higher because these people are missing out on the wages that they once had. You know what? I'd tip love, higher. I'd love to. I'm going to go and say thank you for not smoking. Thank you for making this a non-smoking establishment. I want you to go to every bar in Montgomery County and drop 100 bucks in there. Yeah, like I have 100 bucks. Then, then you shouldn't support it. What are you talking about? I like to if go you, to if these you aren't, If you now. aren't going to support the people that you're hurting... Then you shouldn't. I'm not hurt. It. Oh, so you blowing smoke in my face isn't hurting me when I, I never, go out. I never blow I, one. I've never taken one breath in your face. I've never ashed my cigarette on your shoulder. There's no problems. Barry, welcome into the hideout. There's so many excellent points being made. <laughs> um, I am a smoker, and I I kind of agree with the fact that with the point that some smokers may tend to be selfish. I do not smoke around non-smokers. I never have, and I never will. Oh, and it's so funny how nobody's ever smoked around non-smokers. And you know what? Though. In my own car, I'll be driving with someone else, and I will courteously ask to uh, to. If, you mind if I smoke? I don't smoke in my car. I don't allow anyone to smoke in my car because I do agree it stinks and it smells bad. And yeah, in a poorly ventilated area, it will get in your eyes. It'll burn. Yada yada yada. All right, here's the thing: non-smokers. If we smokers are selfish, then non-smokers are the ones who always end up getting their way. So I don't understand what what exactly the argument. But don't you understand that yours? We don't want your smoke. I don't we, want I don't want a drunk driver leaving a bar and killing my kids. Yeah, they don't stop that. I, well, I'll agree with that, but now we're comparing apples to oranges. I no, want to I want to specifically. It's not apples to oranges. It's apples. To, it's oranges to tangerines. It's how almost many, the same how thing. Many, <laughs> how many secondhand smoke deaths uh, are there a year compared to drunk driving deaths? Again, this is apples to oranges. I'm talking but about people being selfish within their smoking. We could talk about drunk driving forever. All right. Say apples to oranges one more time. I'm gonna punch you in your head. And look at this. I got somebody on the AOL for broadband. Uh, hoodie shirt says, how about smokers getting 10 extra breaks at work because they're addicted to a drug? Dubs. 
who who refuses to not only get his work done but drags me outside. I don't drag again, you. A selfish act so he can smoke I, outside. I ask you if you want to come with me, and you say yes. Right, I'm willing to do this. And if I don't ask you, you get mad. I'm willing to do this. I say, oh, if over fifty percent of the next call, I'm so I'm so solid in my argument. And knowing that smokers are selfish and knowing that secondhand smoke is dangerous, I know that more than 50% of the next callers will agree with me. And I'm willing to put it on the line. We'll agree with you on what? That the smoking ban is correct? That it should happen? That the smoking ban is correct in Montgomery County and that they've taken positive steps. I'm willing to do this. We were talking about this this turkey soda earlier. I think Bateman brought in some leftovers from Thanksgiving. We We can grab the blender from upstairs. I know you've got a soda right here in front of you. We will make our own turkey soda. And if more than 50% of the people agree with me that the Montgomery ban is correct, then you have to drink the turkey soda. You have to and, down it. And if All 12 ounces. And if you are uh, incorrect in your assumption of Then this? I'll down it. Okay. I'll down it. I am that confident that what Montgomery County has done is correct. You don't have to give a long speech. All I want to know is whether or not Montgomery County was correct in defending the rights of non-smokers to live, to live and breathe free air, what George Washington (laughs) fought for here in Washington, D.C., while we we poured the the tea out in Boston (laughs) so that we could all breathe free air. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We'll start with Dr. Ron. Usually one man, one call, but Dr. Ron, uh, tell me the effects of secondhand smoke, and then also say whether or not we're correct. First, let me tell you, Jay Dubs is a bald-faced liar. I used to sit next to him at B-Dubs, and he would blow smoke in my face incessantly. At a bar in Michigan. That is true, Jay Dubs. That's not true. I'm not, I've, I've sat next to you once in B-Dubs. Absolutely. It didn't matter. Next time, I'm burning your forehead with directly it. Directly in my face. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about the effects of secondhand smoke. There are lung cancer from that. I actually took care of a husband and wife. The wife never smoked. I guarantee you, chain smoke. And they both died of cancer. Thank but you. More importantly, the reason that asthma has increased tenfold in the past 50 years is because women smoking in the house. In the old days, when only the men smoked, kids didn't have asthma nearly as much. Look at look at asthma is a, is just kids' minds playing tricks on them. See, all right. Would you agree with the with the smoking ban? Yes or no? I, I do. However, I do think Matt brought up a good point in that there should be some businesses that are allowed to cater to smokers. So it yes should be no. selected. Yes. But, but the answer overall is yes. Thank you, Dr. Ron. And go to Boston and you'll figure out why. Uh, where, where we fought for our rights for clean air. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dr. Ron. We're going to run through these, through these real quick. More than 50%. In favor of the ban, Dubs is drinking the turkey soda mix that we're going to make. The leftover Thanksgiving leftover mix. I, now I want, I want a concrete yes or no. I don't want these half-assed yes, but no. All right, Steve, what do you think? Uh, quick, just a quick analogy. I, I own a business in Virginia. I have the right to refuse service to anybody as a business owner. That is my that is my right as a business owner to to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I am a smoker. I do my darndest not to smoke in the lobby of my business where customers come in because I know it does affect some people. Thank you. I think bars in particularly, I think, need to be uh, uh, kind of grandfathered in this band due to the fact that 
a, a lot of people smoke. Because they're smoking, they're smoking and drinking. Where do you come down on the band, though? Yes or no? J Dubs no, and me. I, I I think the band needs to have some. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, Provisions for bars? to it. Okay. So, so yes, yes or no as it stands now in Montgomery County? Though. As it stands no. now. No? No. God damn it. All right. Thanks for the call, bro. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. That, that makes it easier. As the band stands now. Yes as or no? the band stands now. Remember, your right to breathe free air. Your right free to, not, air. to not act like you're in a garage smucky, uh, sucking in the fumes. Then don't go to the places where people are smoking Bob, it. Bob, real quick. Yes go or no? Go to Friday. If it's legal to smoke, you ought to be able to smoke wherever you damn well please. I don't smoke, but I think people ought to have their rights and they ought to be stomped on. Damn right. Be off the boat because we wanted to do some stuff, <laughs> like not pay taxes. And that's, a, that's, where, that's where it stands. I, ladies and gentlemen of Washington, D.C., throw your cigarettes in the Potomac. <laughs> Take a stand. We want to breathe free air. <laughs> What's the, this is free air? You're a smoke. You're an air Nazi. That's what you are. Bo, welcome into the hideout. Yes or no on the issue? Come on. You got me on? Yes. Look, Hef, get off your soapbox, man. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Look, J-Dubs is right. You know, you can't you can't say, say that we're selfish because we want to smoke and you guys aren't selfish because you want to put us in the cold. Yeah, That's you guys crazy. aren't selfish because you guys want us to stop doing something. You're doing an extracurricular activity that makes you go outside. How is that selfish okay. on my part? Yeah. Do you realize? Hold on. Let's let's, let's wait, 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 wait. Like uh, eating steak makes a, gets you a uh, cardiac disease after a while or something. Why don't you go outside and eat your steak? That's not affecting you, dumbass. Uh, or it, what if you have a bunch of vegetarians around you and they don't like to see you eating steak? It's not. Why don't you go outside and eat your steak, jackass? It's eat not your steak outside. Eat it outside. Eat that steak outside. Yes, yes, Mark another one for me. Yes or no on that, Bo? No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. No. Let me make this point real quick for all you dummies. Outside. All you dummies listening. Let me make this point. Realize that as non-smokers, we're not doing anything to harm you. Are we? We're making you go outside so that we don't get harmed. Realize what if we that, get sick? Realize that as you're getting sick because you're getting emphysema from sucking down the cancer sticks. Realize that as smokers. You are doing something to affect the health of others. As non-smokers, we're not. And then you insisting that you do it inherently makes you selfish. You dumbass sons of bitches. What? Mike, welcome into the hideout. Or Matt. Matt, welcome into the hideout. I can't I can't talk in when you are talking, but if I'm talking, you can talk all over me. I don't like that. Yeah, Matt. I'm all for this band. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. California banned it in the early 90s. Didn't affect business at all. No, People got not. over it. Exactly. The, you know, you can go out to the bar. You don't stink the next day. Thank you. And you don't have to. It's like me. I, you don't I'm, stink because you don't have a hot chick rubbing up against you. Uh, the one that smells like the pad from your mother. I'm sure that brings back memories of your mama. Cigarettes and nasty pad smell. Oh, mama. Oh, mama dubs. Oh, how I miss you, mama dubs. You love how he gets mean on this because he can't prove an actual point. Mm-hmm. Mike, welcome into the hideout. Is it me? Yes. Uh, it's Rob. Anyway, uh, look, you bleeding heart. Uh, you know when you go to a bar, there's going to be smokers. Yeah. So Not anymore in Montgomery County. You're an adult. You choose to go to these places and inflict this secondhand smoke on yourself. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You, that... as a non-smoker, should not go to these places where the evil demon secondhand smoke will be. So you choose to be infected by this secondhand smoke. <laughs> All right, let me, I agree with that. I'm going to say, say you're a no, and let me say this. You guys are fresh air terrorists. <laughs> fresh air terrorists. I love how you throw that smoker. word around. 
fresh air terrorists. I love how I'm inflicting danger upon myself by going to somewhere where the fresh air terrorists are, are committing all these heinous acts against humanity. Your weapons of mass why do you, destruction. Why do you go to those places then? Why do you go to these places? So I'm not going to be able to go anywhere. No. Not if you don't like the, the, the activities that are going on in that place. Real, why do you go? Realize that you could still go. You just gotta, gotta, why are you giving me that bring it down sign? Because I can't get over you unless I yell like this. I am having a civilized conversation. No, you are. You're Mr. It, Mr. Free Air Terrorist. And it's it's just like you as a conservative to yell and beat your chest. And <laughs> I'm a conservative now. I'm sorry, Mr. Rush Hannity. <laughs> uh, talking about only your rights and your rights only. You sons of bitches. Right now I'm we're... I'm conservative now. Amazingly, the dumbass hideout listeners are 42 in favor of dubs. Again, this is me drinking the soda, the, the turkey soda thing. Keep on going. We're just going to brush through these. These are the last six callers. Can I can I win if these all six are from me? Yeah. Yes. All right, I can. I will just go with you on line one. Line one, welcome into the hideout. Uh, I believe your name is Alicia. Welcome, Alicia. Uh, thank you. Um, just calling in on the smoking issue. I'm a smoker myself, but um, I I would have to say I agree with the ban. Yes. Um, As it is. Because I have a lot of nieces and nephews who always complain, and I, I understand it affects other people. You know, we choose to smoke, but this is something that is harmful to others. Hang up on the whore. Next caller. <laughs> Wait a second. Alicia <laughs> yeah. is making very valid points. <laughs> she is concerned about her family. I bet you're, I bet you're <laughs> and smells like my mom's. Okay, stop it. <laughs> what are you doing, dubs? God, Alicia. No, I, I agree with the band. And, and, and come on, as a smoker, you know it's harmful. And you got to agree with me that you're a whore. <laughs> you know it's harmful, though. Thank you, Alicia. See, that's a woman thinking about other people. It's, oh, I get all oh, Okay, now, now, now you're going to start talking about Mother World. Now you're gonna Mother t- World and your free air. Join me. Uh, I ask you to, den- to denounce the air fresh, air fresh terrorism. I- and I, throw your cigarettes into the Potomac. I ask make you. I ask you to make this a hole drink this turkey stuff. Robert, welcome into the hideout. What's your vote on this ban? Montgomery County is wrong. All right, next caller. Thank you so much for your phone call. Terrorist. <laughs> Matt, welcome into the hideout. Or Mary, or who is this? This is Mary. Hey, Mary, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it. I think it's a stupid. When you guys go to your sporting events. You guys drink your beers, you get drunk, you get into a car, and you kill people. What the hell's the difference? <laughs> so, no. Yes or no? There's a big difference. <laughs> yes or no? I, I don't know where you're going with this, but yes or no? I think she's... No, I, no, I think Montgomery County is wrong. You guys are talking about drinking in a bar, okay? And you're smoking. smoking. Thank you, Mary. See, your, your voice makes me want to burn holes in my cheeks with my cigarette. See? These are the idiots that are agreeing with J-Dubs. They're confusing this. one idiot. Apples to oranges. Oranges to tangerines. <laughs> there only three more calls. Oranges uh, to grapefruits. Jason, welcome into the hideout. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm against it, and I just think smokers, you know, we're doing our part in thinning the herd, you know? <sighs> exactly. So that's the way you let, again, air fresh terrorists. Just keep on going. Air that, terrorists. With, Fresh air terrorists. That's what it is. Fresh air terrorists. i got to remember my little catchphrases that I give. Why? Because they're so stupid? Charlie Ann, welcome to the hideout. No, because they're so correct. Charlie Ann. so amazingly creative? No. Thank you, ma'am. Go ahead, please. Okay. I have a, um, I'm going to vote for the ban, but I also have another terrible thing that secondhand smokers do to us. Okay. And that is I am returning from my Thanksgiving week in North Carolina 
driving a rental car down that reeked of cigarette smoke so badly that when change I cars, here, I let you change cars. Will you stop? Will you let this woman talk? My eyes were red. I had a sore throat. Then I stayed in a hotel room. Maybe it's the hev. That reeked of cigarette smoke. <laughs> so every morning I would go over to my family and I would be red-eyed and sore throat. Now I've got another rental car coming back that reeks. I'm in an ashtray. See, this is, this is what I'm saying, Charlie Ann. I'm being totally affected and I am for the ban. And you know why? And then let me say this about Charlie Ann's point. You Buy a car. You fresh air terrorists are affecting the economy. Buy your You're affecting car. the economy in car rentals and in hotels. Fresh air terrorists affecting the economy. Uh, economy. I don't understand if you're an American how you can disagree with me. Because then you're just limiting the rights, so you feel more, you feel better about yourself. I don't know if they have government classes because... in Fowlerville. Okay, they probably didn't. But there's one basic thing about rights: your rights end where my face begins, and that includes okay, your wh- fist. Why don't you cigarette smoke? Why don't you highlight that on the Bill of Rights? I'm sure that that was put just that way. That's what W says. Okay. And I agree with W. I'm against the fresh air terrorists. Okay, let's uh, let's down abortion, too. Well? Give me a rusty hanger. I'm going to abort the a-hole right out of you. <laughs> let's let the fetuses smoke. <laughs> John, welcome into the hideout. You there, John? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, bro? I'm a non-smoker, retired bar manager, frequent bar customer. I would love to sit in a bar that has no smokers in it. Thank you. Same time. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Same time. It's not the government's place to tell a business owner what he can and can't allow. If it's legal, he can't tell the business owner you can't do it in your bar, in your place. But shouldn't the government be defending us from fresh air terrorists? You don't have the right not to go into a bar. <laughs> that is true. All right. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to mark that one down for me. No. Thank you, John. Get that off there. <laughs> You aren't keeping score anymore. <laughs> it's like two it's like two children having a debate with thousands and thousands of people. Keep on going. How many more calls do you want to take? Leah, welcome into the hideout. I've already won, clearly. Okay, my vote is very clear for yes. And this mountain man who just called, that's what the government is for, to regulate things. Regulate. And, Thank you. It, okay, it, let's, 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 we'll go with Nazi Germany, you hooker. From what I can tell you about women. I right. do. I love them. Okay. Love you don't want your woman steps. coming from the club with her hair stinking like smoke. That it's turns them on. Sister. She's all nasty and stinky. Oh, mama does. You want, you want freshness. <laughs> he doesn't like freshness. I want a power bomb you in the middle of Main Street. Will you stop? What are you being so angry for? Because these people are ignorant. Right now it's tied. It's not tied. <laughs> it's far from tied. <laughs> Welcome into the hideout. Shut up. Welcome into the hideout. Hello. Oh, somebody dropped. Last two calls. Welcome into the hideout. Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, uh, my name is John, and I think that, um, you know, that it is wrong for, you know, for you to think that you shouldn't be able to, you should be able to smoke in Montgomery County when other people are affected. I think you should be pimp slapped. Thank but you. Pimp slap J-dubs. It is now officially tied. No, it isn't. It is tied. I'm one ahead still. I'm two ahead. I'm two ahead still. Because you've been marking those wrong. I've seen you mark them wrong. I'm two ahead still. You can't win. How are we supposed to know? Because Sideshow's been taking... All right, how about this... We'll go on the very next caller. No! (laughs) The very next caller... You have the thing in front of you. You know what they're going to say. I don't. You can look at it. I have no idea what line five is going to say. That is yes or no for who's going to drink the turkey soda. 
No. Welcome into the hideout. I'm winning. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, talking to me? Yeah, what do you think? I want, I'm for the ban. I'm yes! No, I never agreed to that. I am still ahead. Thank you. Uh-huh. And there it is. No. Jacobs. I'm not drinking it. I'm still ahead and I'm not drinking it. You are losing and you're trying to figure out some half-assed way to win it. Has anybody else at home been keeping score? Who again is being selfish, the smoker or the non-smoker? You are because you're changing the rules in the middle of a game. Fresh air terrorists. Welcome into the hideout. What's up? What up? Nah, I just wanted to uh, go with Dubs just because I like him. Thank you. Just because I like him. <laughs> yeah. That that doesn't count. No, he has no, nothing. Can, yes, that that counts. Nothing, Mark it down. Nothing. Th- every caller matters. You you're now you're trying to limit people's right to vote. Uh, well, that's different from W. Welcome to the hideout. Why yeah, why were you gonna let him vote? Because he's black. Is that where you're going with this now? <laughs> just like W. Welcome to the hideout. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's, it's just taking our rights away. Exactly. As, non, one as thing. non-smokers, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, I lost. Fine. I will drink the turkey gravy soda. I'm not going to do it now, though. All right, I'll let you wait. I'm going to do it at the end of the show because it'll probably make me sick. Again, a concoction of cranberries and soda and turkey, all based on this turkey soda that they've got. From Jones Soda. It's not the actual Jones soda. We're going to actually make our own in a blender. I can't believe that. And El Jefe is going to drink it because he lost. Because he's be- a big loser. I can't believe. Loser? You would let the terrorists win. Loser. The fresh air terrorists. <laughs> Every time you. I want, you, I want to say this. From now on, I want to start the movement. You know a- what? Along with throwing the cigarettes in the Potomac. Hey, to hell with uh, Cameron and his rules. You're not going to smoke in here. I'm going to punch you in the chest if you smoke. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Come here. No! I'm going to punch you. Blow it. You know what? Blow it. I respect you, so I'll go outside. We already got it lit up in here. Cameron, do you hear that? You hear that, Cameron? Dubs is smoking in the studio. If Geronimo can't do it in here, what makes you think you can? You know why? Because you Because it's Saturday night no one's listening. Because you're selfish. (laughs) During the first hour, Dubs and I got into an argument about the ban in Maryland over smoking. And I said if over 50% of the callers agreed with me... That the ban was good. That the that the ban was good, and Dub's obviously taking the opposite view, that whoever got the 50% uh, agreeing with them won. So the loser, and I don't know if you've seen this, there's this like turkey and gravy soda that's out there. And they're selling it mostly, it's like Thanksgiving themed, and they only have like 6,000 yeah. bottles of it, but they sell it. It's Jones Soda, and they always do like the crazy combos and everything, but this is a little extreme. So there was a turkey and gravy soda. And I, honestly believing that the rest of America, and Washington, D.C. especially, was against fresh air terrorists, would be on my part. I lost by one vote. By one vote. So here I am now to pay up. You lost by one vote while you were still stuffing the ballot. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, we grabbed the blender from upstairs. Bateman brought in his uh, leftovers from the Thanksgiving holiday. I am going to down. Do I have to down? Do I have to drink it? Can I just do six ounces? No, you have to do the whole thing. We did twelve. We said 12 ounces. All right, so we're going to soda. We got Pepsi. We got cranberries. And we got turkey that I'm all going to pour in this blender, Dubs. All right. 12 ounces. Jesus Christ. How do I always end up on the bad side of because this? Because you aren't rational. You knew you were going to lose this. 
I think the, I honestly think the hideout listeners just enjoy hearing me like suffer. Yeah, because you're unrational. Irrational. Whatever. See, listen to this. They don't they don't mind poor grammar. Radio terrorists don't believe in grammar and don't believe in America. That's what I say. See, that's another thing that's going to keep you from uh, winning any of these in the future. You know, I've lost everything thanks to the callers. The callers are never on my side. And what does that tell you? Here's the turkey that's been sitting out for three hours since the beginning of the show. Now in there with the Pepsi. And who buys this stuff, this this turkey and gravy soda? Who's stupid enough to purchase this? It's I, I would I would purchase it just to try it once. But I wouldn't try my own concoction of it. God, no. Oh, I hate cranberries, too. And this is like full berries. I'm not putting the whole thing in. I'm just going to put a little... Oh, this is so disgusting. This is what I imagine your mom's tampon looking like, Dubs. It's not, that's not a far cry. <laughs> Get out! Here. Scoop it out with your fingers, Dubs. Just like you used to do with your mom. <laughs> They're making the concoction now. Oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. <laughs> That's good. That's enough. Stop it already. Stop it. That looks like the first Oh, mommy. <laughs> he pulls out a... Re oh, this is so sick. So here we have 12 ounces of Pepsi, some cranberries, and turkey. Making our own turkey lard concoction. Ah, so there you hear the blender in the back and you know it's real. Let's turn up the lights for this. All right. I'm not drinking this whole thing. There's no way I can. This looks actually kind of delicious. It looks it like a smoothie. It does. It looks very good. <laughs> it looks like strawberries. Now, you know, the, the cranberries and the soda probably wouldn't taste that bad. But it's the turkey that throws the whole concoction off. Oh, and that's disgusting. <laughs> Let me smell it. <laughs> the smell is horrible. <laughs> I'm not drinking the whole oh, thing. Let him take a whiff. Let everybody take a whiff. <laughs> Again, I'm reminiscing to Dubs' mom. Oh, it's so dirty. Oh. <laughs> right, I'm not I'm not drinking the whole thing. You have I'm, to you have to take at least a very, very big gulp. Alright, get the trash can. Get the trash can over here. <laughs> this is so dirty. All right, you ready for this? Again, this is because my listeners couldn't back me up on the smoking ban being and, a bad, a good idea. Again, it proves that they aren't your listeners. They are <laughs> Dubs' listeners. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't even. Just do it. Don't smell it. Don't smell it. <laughs> Wait, you, that's not even Oh, trick. my God. Oh my, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It sucks. Did yeah. You oh swallow? my God. What, you you, you just, barely took just it. Just being in my mouth. You have to swallow some. You have to swallow a little bit. You have to swallow a bit. Just swallow a little. <laughs> now have is bending over the, 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 the trash can. Oh, you son of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that does it for us. Hefe is out. <laughs> it's all Hefe's side on 106.7 WJFK. We out, bitch. Oh, my God. I'm so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>
Have a sweet.